Welcome to Please Be Advised. This week, we're going to discuss leadership, good leadership, bad leadership, and how we can all look to improve our leadership. Here in the studio, we have Jessica and Katie and myself and Greg. We're going to start off by discussing what we think are the most important attributes that a leader should have. Follow me. I will lead you through this. (laughs) I will lead you through this. On this episode of Please Be Advised, Greg, Rebecca, Jessica, and Katie will discuss leadership. What do you guys think? What do you think off the top of your head, what is the most important thing about that a leader needs to have? Good communication skills. That's true. I think empathy is essential. Those are your first most important ones. What about you, Greg? What's your most important thought? leaders it's hard for me to choose just one thing i think a leader needs a lot of different types of behaviors and and things that they need to be a good leader um uh, we can talk about this as we go along but i I just can't choose one this isn't one just one big thing that really is important to you no i mean if i had to absolutely choose one i think communication is the biggest one yeah communication is definitely right also just like having a good temperament in general being um like, I think the sense of calmness is, is important, especially when people, when a situation gets tough, um, you need to set the standard for everybody and be the calmest person in the room when something bad is happening or not be, depending on it. But I think having the right temperament in the right situations is also. I, I hate the word temperament. Just you hate the word of, temperament? <laughs> just because of political, the way it's become politicized. Um, I just hate that word now. I, I, I don't word think. You don't like that? Oh, <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, I, I feel to, like. <laughs> I feel like temperament is not necessary. It's just, I mean, there are leaders that are well, volatile. Control, yeah, I think, yeah, I think having control over your emotions is important and, and you know. Yeah, you kind of have to make like a rational decision. Yeah, being a right. rational person is really important. Um, you know, because there's the difference between if a, a founder of a company is, is doesn't always a person that's creative and has a very, is innovative and has like interesting ideas, isn't always made out to be a good CEO and be a good leader for that company. Um, and a lot of, I think a lot of startups fail because of that, because they're not able to, the founder of the company isn't able to transition into that leadership role because they don't have those certain attributes they need in order to lead people. They just have well, the yeah. attributes to, to You make to a good create. point because just because you're a founder doesn't mean you're a leader. No. No, it just means you have like a good idea, but you can't execute the idea fully. Right. I mean, obviously we need other people to execute said idea, but, um, yeah, but it's not necessarily that you're able to bring that idea into fruition. Um, I think the word leader is thrown around a lot in today's society. And I think a lot of people are not suited for that role. And that's okay. I don't think you have to be a leader to be successful. Um, I just feel like a lot of people have this pressure that they need to be a leader, which I don't agree. I think you can be very successful without being a leader. Well, what's your definition of a leader then? Well, that's that goes back to the attributes that we were talking about it's it's a culmination of these attributes that and it really depends on the job too and the role it depends on what's needed for that business or for that for that time well yeah and and i think leaders can also kind of come about um in a workplace regardless of what your job title is um you know you can if, if everybody if there's a bunch of people that are all let's say assistants or whatever the job may be if you take the initiative and, and try and guide everybody else in a, in a way that is productive. I mean, you can kind of end up being more of a leader that wasn't an assigned role to you to begin with. That can, and just naturally occurs as well. So I think some people too are just kind of born leaders as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was one of your questions, right, Greg? 
Yeah, do you are believe leaders, that leaders are born yeah. or are they, are they built? Yeah, what do you guys think? Are well, leaders born or built? I think that mostly they're born, but it really, it, uh, that <laughs> that's kind of a complicated answer, really, because then you get into questions of like nature versus nurture if you want to get super into it. But um, I think a, generally a leader is born because I think that your ability to lead relies more on your, um, your characteristics and your uh, sense of morality more than it does on your actual like tactical skills. Um, because you could have all the tactical skills for the industry that you're um, leading in, but still not have the characteristics essential to a good leader. Um, you know, I, mean, if you don't I don't know have- if I agree with that because let's think about um somebody who uh i'm gonna go back to like the ghetto style <laughs> you grew up on the streets and and you start to build these attributes from being on the streets you basically become a leader if you're doing these things that are people are following if you could get people to follow you you're a leader regardless of the resources and the circumstances that a person is born <laughs> into um and i think that's the difference if we're talking about success in that concept as well but um you know, but then the person born into, regardless of their circumstances, they just, I agree, they, they have certain attributes and they have certain characteristics that ultimately lead them to being a good leader and people will follow them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, well, that's, that's where it gets into the, um, like the complication of, I mentioned nature versus yeah. nurture as far as our own personalities go as we develop throughout time, because your personality is a result of the environment you grow up in. And so are your characteristics. So um, like you said, somebody could grow up on the streets and cultivate all of these different um, skills and characteristics from that life. They could have also had those same characteristics regardless of the circumstances. Yeah. Had they grown up in a different circumstance, they could have also cultivated those same skills just because of their own innate personality. Yeah, I, I would go with the idea that you could be born with some of these attributes, but I think you can also cultivate them to a degree. Yeah, it's, yeah. Definitely, it's yeah. definitely a combo. What do you think, Jessica? I think it is a combo, but I think at the same time, now, every like they do push for everyone, you need to be a leader, and they try to really enforce that, especially in schools, and yeah. it just doesn't work. Not everyone There's is sort of like a, cut a stigma out. around being a follower. It's yeah. like down on. It's a good, everybody it's a good wants point. to be a leader, but obviously not everybody can be a leader. Right. That's that's what I mentioned. In society, it seems that everyone is trying to push everyone to be a leader, and, and some people are just not suited for it, or they don't want to do it. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's an issue in general with our education system and with our culture is that we all try and push everybody to do to strive for kind of the same idea of success and the same and I think you're right being a leader and like being is like why would you want to be a computer programmer why wouldn't you want to be a CEO but like some people are probably way happier than being a CEO or being a computer programmer rather than being the CEO and like you know I think that's the other issue is we think of I think our education system culture wants us to strive more for success yeah. or like a, mm-hmm. a very specific definition of success rather than happiness. Yeah. <laughs> and like, not everyone's happy being a leader. No, yeah. Well, our, our society, yeah. Our society um, is geared towards people who are at the top and who are yeah. forward yeah. facing and very powerful to say. We have like an idolizing, like celebrity culture Absolutely. of it. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's true. And that's, we look to these stars and think that they have these perfect ideal lives when in reality it's, that's not how people are happy. We even look to them to be leaders. Yeah. I mean, we're we're, we're ignoring all the people who support the so-called leader and get things done. There was a commercial a long time ago where it was about baseball and they were hitting home runs and like chicks dig the long ball 
and I don't know if you've ever seen that commercial <laughs> and they're and they were just making fun of people who had hit home runs and and basically that's what we idolize we idolize the home run instead of the people who are building up the bases up to that home run Oh, yeah. so true. Like in, in soccer, you, everybody idolizes the striker who scores the goal, but not like the defense goalie and all the yeah. other important right. people that are supporting this, supporting the game. They don't get any credit. I mean, they do, but they don't get like the multi-million dollar contracts. To everybody me, everybody wants to be the striker. Everyone wants to be yeah. The goal. With this in mind, to me, a good leader is someone who doesn't push for that credit. So they're there, but you don't really know they're there. That's a super effective leader to me so when they're getting things done and everything is moving smoothly you barely know the leaders there when things go bad hey, that's Greg. when you point towards the leader going back to what you're saying about celebrities too it is interesting like as a as a culture we do give so much power to these celebrities they, be, they become leaders in like a, like if, let's say if you're a famous actor aka leonardo DiCaprio, and you become a leader in the world of um environmental protection <laughs> yeah yeah even though you're not qualified, you just want to support a cause. Although I will say about him, he does take uh, private like planes and boats all around, and like that's not going to be environmentally so, environment. like, uh, Yeah, not environmentally friendly, <laughs> Leo. But whatever. Um, but yeah, well, exactly. I don't necessarily think that being qualified means that you're not a you're leader. Good. That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, I think well I that, that that sort of brings it back to like is it is your leadership dependent on like your skills in the sector or industry you're talking about or is it dependent it on could. your characteristics because you can you can learn the field that you're leading and you can you know you can pick up on things but if you don't have the foundational skills that you need to rely on to be a good leader then it doesn't really matter how much you why don't know we, why don't we work backwards and, and figure out some bad leaders that we think exist out there well what i was gonna say is um one of those things that i always think that people think is a good thing is people that are like detail oriented people that are really into the, the little things. But I think when you're a leader, you can't be detailed. You need to look at the broader picture. Yeah, right? You yeah. Just look I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I you think. Agree with that? That's what I, I mean. A I lot think. of people think, like, in, like, I know I see that a lot, that people consider being a detail-oriented person is a good characteristic for a leader. I just, I don't agree with that. Uh, I don't agree with your assessment because... <laughs> if, <laughs> What's your assessment? Yeah. I think a leader needs to have that and not have that at the same time. So it's... Oh, depending on the situation. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So as a, as a whole, though, when you're managing groups of people, that's what I think a bad leader is, is somebody who, when you're managing people, isn't able to um, give over your work and, you know, dictate what needs to be done. So you're talking mm -hmm. about a micromanager. Yeah, people that micromanage are not good leaders. Nothing will get done. If um, your job isn't to do that work, your job is to make sure that everybody else gets the work done. I, I, that's I a way more effective way of work production yeah i wouldn't necessarily say a micromanager is not a good leader i would say that's one of the characteristics that might detract from them being a good leader but i wouldn't necessarily label them as a bad leader for that again i, I personally think that being a leader takes a lot of these attributes and they have to come together to form one solid consistent leader versus focusing on this one attribute or this good attribute versus this bad attribute doesn't necessarily make you a good or a bad leader um, everyone has flaws. Everyone has, you know, their own issues. Micromanaging might be one person's issue, and they have to work through that. Again, so I think you're saying somebody can still be a good leader and also be a micromanager. Because, I, I, in, in my opinion, we're, we're holding the leader up to this standard that doesn't exist. We want the That's leader to be point. perfect, and and nobody's perfect. And and there may be leaders that are micromanagers, and they have to work through that issue. Doesn't mean that they're a bad leader. Just it's one of those issues that they have to work through. 
I think another important thing that people need to have is a sort of like selflessness in the sense that they'll be able to, they'll be willing to admit when they're wrong and not just have a big ego about mm -hmm. they put the project and the, and the work above their own ego. Well, that, uh, again, I also don't fully c uh, agree with that either because there are plenty of <laughs> leaders that have huge egos. Um, I mean, we're looking at like people in in war with like that. I mean, these these guys had massive egos. And well, I guess I specifically mean people that I want to work for. <laughs> I would have wanted to work. <laughs> well, for this is your. Are you kidding? Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's my your opinion. Own personal I want to be Winston Churchill's right hand man. And again, I, I think it goes back to putting leaders on a pedestal and, and we want them to be these ideal persons that don't really exist. So when they mess up, we're, we're angry at them. So what do you think is a bad, are bad characteristics for leaders? I think anybody who is really just acting out of their own self-interest and not for the greater collective, um, whether that greater collective is the business or company that they're leading or if it's um, the consumer and the general public. Um, I think a bad leader is somebody who is thinking really only of their own personal um, either progression in the industry or their own personal gain of wealth or other things. Do you think if a, if a good leader is somebody or is this a good leader or bad somebody that if push comes to shove, they have to choose one, they choose their company over their employees? Do you think that makes somebody a good leader for a company or a bad leader? I think it depends on um, local and global communities' reliance on the company. If we're talking about sure. a small business, I think that you should probably be more concerned about your employees um, just from a moral standpoint and a social responsibility standpoint. But um, as a business, every business does have a social responsibility to um, the community that they are a part of and so if your company or if your community would be largely impacted in a negative way by let's say you i don't even know what you would do well, let's say like a, like you know food is a really important one let's say you have a giant one of those giant farms and you didn't put your company first and your farm goes out of business those those farms serve so much food to mm -hmm. this country and towards around so like if that went out, you know, that would be a really big effect on the economy in the Midwest, for example. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I think that it's important to put the sort of take a utilitarianism approach to it, the greatest good for the greatest amount of people. So when it comes to decisions like that, you have to look at the numbers and you have to look at the short term effects and also the long term effects. Um, a lot of people have a hard time taking both into consideration. They either get too worried about the short-term effects or too obsessed with the long-term effects to pay attention to what's happening right now. So they make the wrong decision um, or they make a hasty decision. So, well, I, you know, I don't think wrong and hasty decisions make you a bad leader again. Um, I don't think that makes you a bad leader. I think that every leader is allowed to make mistakes because it's right. impossible to make every right decision all the time. It's just, I don't think it's ever happened in the history. I, of I think what makes you a bad leader is not making decisions at all. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. That's true. You have to be, I don't know, you have to be assertive, but you have to also know your place at the same time. You need to know when to be there and when to fall back. Yeah, if you're if you're too afraid to make a decision because of the consequences or you think what people are going to think about you, then you're you're not ready to be a leader. Yeah, and being a leader requires a lot of nerve. Like being let's, if going back to being like a CEO, <laughs> being a CEO, your that company is in your hands. 
so much money, so many people's jobs, like yeah. everything is in your hands. Well, but I guess that's about. why you need yeah. a lot of confidence. You need a yeah, lot of confidence. You, <laughs> you, need to, you need to be willing to like take responsibility for all of the mistakes and mess ups that happen under your watch. And you also need to be willing to give credit where it's due. Yeah. And nowadays everyone is a CEO. Um, yeah. I can start a company yeah. tomorrow and I'm CEO. So <laughs> the term CEO has become super diluted. Yes. No, I know. But in, in regards to people that are like career CEOs and go on and like go bounce from multi-million dollar company to multi-million dollar company. And that's what they do. They're just professional CEOs um, that are I placed mean, and chosen in place there because that's yeah, what they're these good people, at doing. These people, people are like, intense. Yeah. I mean, these people can be the difference between success and failure. I know it sounds like a lot to put on one person, but they are making the decisions that push these companies forward or backwards. I mean, it's amazing that they're able to do that in general. Yeah. <laughs> like it's impressive yeah. at the end of the day. Um, Again, I mean, uh, you know, you, you have to be able to make decisions. If, if you're sitting there and you're like, I can't make this decision and you're frozen because you're afraid of the consequences or what people are going to think about you, then leadership is not for you. Yeah, that's true. That's you, true. You're responsible at the end of the day. You can't um, like it's obsess not even about trying to make everybody I mean, happy because it's not gonna. Yeah, it's not even about responsible. It's about you have to make a decision. Somebody has to make a decision. Otherwise, you're you're stagnant and being stagnant, you're you're, you're not being a leader. You're not pushing stuff forward. How so much do I, we think? How much right. do we think um, trust comes into play? Like whether or not, like, do you think that the employees? give i mean the employees ultimately give power to the leaders in a sense you know they're like the leader is in charge of the company but the employees obviously have to listen to they're, they're not they can't have a coup on them but they mm -hmm. so there's also like a level of trust how much trust do you think is important in a company uh, as well i personally think that trust is a small factor of being a leader um, trust is a byproduct of being a, an effective leader you want to have a leader i mean to be a good leader in my opinion i think you have to inspire people who follow you if you're not inspiring them one way or the other then you're not an effective leader doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad leader but trust to me is just a byproduct of being a, an effective leader i would agree with that only because you see how effective propaganda has been throughout history right like propaganda can be totally false and yet people believe it and yeah. are inspired by propaganda so if you say if your leader is spreading propaganda, we'll all trust them. I mean, it's not really trust, but it, it does inspire them in some way. Right. I mean, I think that trust, like Greg said, is a byproduct because you don't, I don't think trust is essential to be a good leader because it, it's so easy to distrust somebody who is a good person and who does have mm -hmm. um, everyone's best interests at heart. It's very easy to distrust a person if you just don't understand them um, and the way that they want to be understood or in what they're trying to do so i think that i don't know like you said it is a byproduct it's something that is a good thing to have with a leader and i think that employees not trusting their bosses or managers um i think that can be like a driving force to people who leave companies but i don't think it's essential yeah trust is something that's built over time if you're a leader you have to build that trust and it doesn't exactly come with the territory and trust is such a fickle thing it can just be shattered at any moment you can take one full year of building trust and then in one fleeting moment it's shattered so as a leader you kind of have to be on your toes all the time about that but you know there's times when you just can't avoid it you have to make a certain decision not everyone's going to agree with you and if they don't trust you because of that i mean it comes with the territory you have to be able to make that decision as a person in power and in charge would you rather be loved or feared 
Isn't that the, the classic? <laughs> I, I would argue for both sides because <laughs> of course. I, I think I think you can be an effective leader if people love you or if they fear you. It's really the depending on what kind I'm of leader you're really be. that effective. Like if people just love you but don't really respect you necessarily, that's like they it's like you as a person, effective. but they don't like you as like a leader or like in general. Oh, you mean, but you're saying as a leader, but in general, yeah, they like you as a person, effective. but don't like you as a leader. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could get people to love me and, and be effective as a leader versus having them respect me. I feel like fear is never really a good, is never really the better option out of the two. Like, if you have to choose one or the other, I don't think... I don't know if that's true, because, look, I mean, look at the military. True. <laughs> I mean, look at the military. They, they, they use fear to a degree, and, and that's how you build trust and, and leadership. That's true. It's a good point. I think it, it depends on the, um, the environment, for one, and then also your goal of effectiveness, I guess. You know, like if you're effective, if your goal is productivity um, and efficiency, then I think that fear probably would be a fine motivational right. factor because if people are afraid of the consequences, they're going to work harder and faster to get their jobs done. But if you have a more, um, I guess, maybe it's like a service oriented organization or company, you want a friendlier atmosphere. And so you want people, I guess you would prefer people to love you in that situation because you want people to be excited about what they're doing and who they're working for. So yeah, yeah, I think everything's in moderation. It's it's all a combination of all these things. There's no one right way or wrong way, in my opinion. It's yeah, yeah. It's all just, about balance. Yeah, it's all about balance. I think a, a good, effective leader is about balance okay. and and having the type of fortitude that allows that balance without having your ego take over. So, what do you guys have any like examples of good and bad leadership you've experienced? <laughs> That would be worth sharing. Uh, I'm always going to bring up Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so Donald Trump, how is Donald Trump a good leader to you? Greg? Oh, he's not a good leader. <laughs> oh, not a good leader. <laughs> I would say that he is the the prototype for the worst leader that you can possibly have. Um, oh, absolutely. He's, yeah. he's the example of every stereotype of bad leader that you could possibly think of. Yeah. Um, if you actually, um, Forbes put out a list of 15 qualities of a bad leader, I believe, maybe it was a year ago, and um, he actually, if you look at the list, he has all 15 of these characters. Do you happen to have that list handy? I do. Let's, let's run through it real fast. All right. They include um, <laughs> lack of vision or tunnel vision. Um, okay. Essentially, leaders who don't have vision can't lead their teams or inspire and motivate their teams. They have a lack of character or integrity. They're prone to rationalizing unethical behavior for their own personal gain. They believe that optics over ethics is a good approach, which has proven not to be a formula for success. They have either poor performance or a lack of performance, meaning that they don't have success in their past. Uh, it's pretty obvious, I guess, or implied at least that a leader who has not succeeded in the past will not succeed in the future. They would have a know-it-all attitude. Obviously, a good leader would be more willing to hearing other people's ideas open to other things and they know what they don't know. Yeah, that one's a great point. Um, yeah, a leader so knows what they don't know and they accept that and they put people around them who know things they don't know because they're not afraid of not knowing things. Yeah, exactly. A good I, that leader, sounded like a I crazy tongue twister. Like, I think a good leader is always curious for one and they don't have the desire to be um, the smartest person in the room. Next on the list would be self-serving decision-making or selfishness. Failure to communicate. Donald Trump has not 
not been known for his communication <laughs> skills. Unless you're Fox. Um, unless, you're, unless you're Fox and friends. Um, a lack of empathy, a one-size-fits-all leadership style, a lack of focus, meaning... Golf's too much? Yeah. <laughs> lack of discipline, essentially. Also golfing. Um, <laughs> too comfortable with the status quo. Um, you know, they're not really focused on... No, they want to make America great again. <laughs> Yeah, they want to. They want to revert to old status. Better. Revert to old status quo. Ignoring the consumer, um, not committed or invested to the company, not accountable. I think that one's pretty, pretty loud right. on the list. Um, a disregard to company culture and also a lack of courage. I see none of yeah, those. Yeah, so courage. Courage to make <laughs> tough decisions. Yep. Courage. Well, courage to make the tough, the tough decisions. Courage to stray from the status quo status quo but also the courage to take responsibility for your faults to stand up for others on your team um and really be like a team player and right. donald trump plays for his own team that admit when you're wrong yes um, admitting when you're wrong and is be essential. able to be flexible to to go in another direction yeah, yeah. so yeah donald trump you're not clicking these uh check boxes <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey i feel like donald trump is just like an amalgamation. he's uh he's straight out of the He's straight out of the 1980s. Yeah. He's still, <laughs> he's like 1980 is calling him back, and he's in 2018. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, he's a himself. yeah, um, he's a, he's a character in a 1980 movie. Uh, I can't even think of one like Caddyshack. Or uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't a Back to the Future too? Basically, like a whole play on this. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, he's uh, um, everything bad you can think about of the 80s. He's like uh, he's Wall Street mixed into uh, Animal House. So, what would you guys say are the worst quality on that list? What's the one that like really like rhyme, comes out to you? Mm. Mm -hmm. The one I hate the most is um, when leaders don't admit when they're wrong, or when you come to them with the correct information, and because they didn't come to it originally themselves, they'll deny that it's correct, and yeah. they like, won't mm -hmm. trust you, and won't, and they'll be like, "Well, that was not the right." thing that i got so you must be wrong i must be right yeah i'll take like it once when, when you do that and then they say it's not correct and then one week later come up with it like they came up with by themselves oh it's so frustrating <laughs> yeah. so as you can it's like it's hard too because you don't it's really hard to tell somebody that they're wrong without sounding like you know mean essentially mm -hmm. or you know noxious like, well that's well, when you wrong. become a leader yourself because I you're know. standing up to somebody who you believe is not correct and you're bringing out your opinion about that yeah. so yeah. that's how you become a leader in your own right even if you're not appointed a leader i mean there's a difference between being appointed a leader and actually being a leader i mean there are certain people yeah. that are appointed to leadership positions or are not qualified or or maybe not qualified is not the word but not able to handle those responsibilities and you as an employee have to make a choice whether you're going to be a follower or a leader and if you see something wrong if you're a leader you're going to say something and whether or not the consequences are good or bad i mean there's many times where you're going to say something and you have someone who doesn't like it and you're going to get fired it, it may happen absolutely there are many um, companies out there who do not want their employees to be thinkers they just want them to be automatons yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah the other thing that's frustrating is when especially like ways of doing things if you think of a more effective productive way of doing something and then but there, it's not the way that they wanted you to do it that person is afraid of looking bad 
Yeah. And in my opinion, that's a bad leader because the reason why you hire people is to lift up the company as a whole and to lift yourself up. You're not, again, you're not going to know everything and you're not going to be perfect at everything. And you have to be able to admit that. And I, when I hire people, I want to make sure I hire someone smarter than me. Because then it, that's a smart way to do that because then you're hiring somebody that will like make up for what you're lacking. Absolutely. That I, will I am not afraid. Of, you don't already have. I am not afraid of somebody replacing me at all. <laughs> I'm not. It's it's just not the way I operate. No, it's, I'm, I'm sure that's why people don't hire people that are more qualified than them in certain areas. Absolutely, of the job that they're doing. Oh that's yeah, because yeah. they think that they'll take over, mm-hmm. which is not a good way of looking at that. They're like, self-conscious it, about their own abilities, and and it's really just the way they think. No, it's not good. What do you guys think about uh, like age distinctions when your leaders are like bad at technology? I think that's also a really frustrating thing. It's frustrating because <laughs> I feel like at times they're not will- willing to understand how to use the technology or they, they just don't want to have any part of it. And I feel like you have to, you're at a time now where technology is so prominent that you have to be you, somewhat decent at technology. But, but you also need to be like willing to learn and change yeah. and adapt. Yeah. You can't just say, well, we did it, it like this for this many years. And Cause you're going to, you're going to become outdated yourself yeah. eventually. Mm-hmm. But I think people think like that and get frustrated and kind of think that doing tech, like dealing with all the technology are the younger people's jobs. Yeah. And taking yeah. care of it all, but it shouldn't be Do, deal with it like that. That's one of the qualities of leadership that I always preach. If you're not willing to do it yourself, you can't expect your followers to do it. Um, That's fair. That's true. Yeah. So if you ever put a, a rule in place, you have to be able to follow that yourself. So I can't put a rule in place saying that you have to be at work until 8 p.m. every night. And then myself, I'm going home at 12 noon every day. It's just not going to be effective. You're not leading by example. Yeah, you need to be. I think also the leader. Oh, yeah. What do you guys think of this? I, I personally think that the leader of a company or the leader of whatever should be the hardest working person in the room. Absolutely. I think like that person needs to, yeah, you're right. That person needs to put in the most hours, do the most work, be the, you can't, you know, delegating work to other people is effective, but it shouldn't be the way that you get rid of your own work. It shouldn't just be, I'm going to get rid of this work and then I'm not going to do anything because other people are doing stuff. It's like, no, you need to supervise. You need to check everyone's work. Too. Yeah. Like you need to be there. Like, yeah being you know supervising everything and being aware of everything this is one of the biggest thing that you're right about because it, in my opinion <laughs> leaders you can cultivate all that other stuff but being the hardest person hardest working person in the room that's something that you have to do yourself as a leader if you want people to follow you you got to show that you're willing to put in the sweat equity the same thing as them mm-hmm. more yeah. if that i would say i think that ultimately builds respect as well yeah yeah I, 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 same thing like in the military if the the if your commander is not leading the charge you're, you're not going to throw yourself into the wall yeah, um it's just it's just the way it is and if i see my leader is not working as hard as i am or doubly than i am um, you know i'm not going to work as hard myself it's like why should i do, do it think, if they're not going to do it right do you think the workplace would benefit from having more military aspects within um, within employment <laughs> and the I, I don't everyone everyone in the workforce go to boot camp um I, honestly i don't only because it's just two different environments but there are certain you know elements that that could work like you know being timely uh, showing up to meetings on time it's one of those things that you show that you care if you always if you're a leader and you're showing up to your meetings late all the time you're showing your 
followers that you don't care. It's just one of those things that you have to do. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in reality, I don't think, I mean, everyone, I think everyone could benefit from going to boot camp, but <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm being serious because it, the, if you're not in the military, if you've never been to the military, you don't understand this. You go in as one person, you come out as a different person. And some people may say, oh, you're being brainwashed and all this stuff. But there are certain things that they teach you that you just don't learn in regular life. Just to be respectful, to know that there are consequences for things that you do. Um, those are things that you don't really learn in life and, and or easily in life. These are things that are rammed down your throat in, in the military. And some people need that. Because it's like a very authoritarian structure. Um, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, you're only, again, in the military, you're only going to get back what you put out. So yeah. the, the one thing about the military is that there's a lot of peer pressure. Everybody wants to be in line because they don't want to be punished. Yes, there is an element of punishment and fear, but at the same time, it's, um, it's for the greater good. So if you don't, if you don't do what you're supposed to, you're going to be ostracized. It's branding by fire. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the easiest way to put nice it. Just a nice way of putting it. But uh, I, I can, I make, I can relate that to business. If you're not doing what you're supposed to, you're going to get fired, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I think so. I mean, hopefully. hopefully. Or, or in some companies, you may be promoted. We've seen many of uh, many of our managers. <laughs> you're like, how the hell did this person get promoted? Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, that's another thing is very disconcerting is that I think that's true, too, is when you're in a company and, you know, the leadership is very, like, weak or, you know, mm-hmm. and not something you look up to. Um, or the club where, you know, they're all friends. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, Donald Trump, he's my prototype. He's our top for, leader. He's my <laughs> prototype bad for leader. bad manager. Bad leader. I'm I think sorry. To, uh, yeah, I think to wrap this up, I say we're saying Donald Trump, bad leader. Greg Perez, good leader. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, back to that. I, like I said, I think anybody could be president now. He's <laughs> he's diluted the presidency that much because of his yeah. bad leadership. That now I think that any Joe Schmo could be president. He's, he's really changed I, that office. Yeah, I course. said this the other day, and, and it's because of bad leadership. He's made it not what it was before. I can Absolutely. grab somebody on the corner who has a tinfoil hat and is speaking to aliens and make them president, and I'm sure they do it just as good a job as he is and what's scary and what's going to last with his presidency too is he's, mm-hmm. people aren't he's not making people as you know essentially his employees accountable to their actions they're only doing things because he's bending the rules of morality and ethics and you know he's <laughs> not going to be president forever but these people yeah. are going to get pardoned get away with everything that they've been doing you know and then is that atmosphere going to carry into the next presidency yes. like is the next president going to be able to get away with all of these ridiculous things or is it just a Donald Trump phenomenon yeah no that's what's that's what's a little unnerving is the precedents that he's setting that are not good for the country as a whole Most i mean if you were dealing with donald trump how would you fix uh, it what would i tell donald trump to do um <laughs> i mean i think his narcissism is is the worst aspect to be honest yeah. i think if you took out his narcissism and he was able to have empathy and think about people that other than himself and think about the country as a whole and not and not just the tribal republicans i think you know he would be a more effective leader. I think that's the same for any president or any politician or anybody though. It's you need to think more than just the voting party that elected you because just because not somebody didn't vote for you doesn't mean that they're not your responsibility. They are your responsibility, you're responsible for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think they think very, you know, they don't think like that. I think one very one-sided. And as a leader, you can't think like that. You can't think, okay, I'm just trying to help this people out. you really need to think about everybody and think about the big picture. Uh, I ascribe to a very simple set of rules for being a leader. And it's different 
from being a manager because being a manager and a leader are two totally different things. Oh, that's a good point. Um, you know, managing is telling people what to do. Leading is inspiring them to do the things that they need to do. As a leader, it's very simple to me. Show your employees you care about them. Show them that you work just as hard as them and follow the same rules they follow. Show up to time. That's all part of showing that you understand their pain. Have their... <laughs> no, it's, it's absolutely true because if you're not doing the things that they're doing, they're not going to do it themselves. Have the fortitude to make tough decisions and stick by them. But at the same time, have the flexibility to change directions if you make the wrong decision and have the ability to say that you made the wrong decision. I mean, these are very simple rules to live by as a leader, which a lot of people are unable to do. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that you're a good leader, Greg? <laughs> That's an unfair question. I think. <laughs> 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 okay, so yeah, in conclusion, Donald Trump, bad leader, Greg Perez, good leader. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut this part out, so. <laughs> Leave it in. you're wondering. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. Do your do 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 Nothing. Bye. <laughs> We're done.